0: Rolling.
1: Ghost stories from all around the world. We have been covering them for months and months. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Mega Strange podcast. Johnny is already laughing, but by the end of today's episode, you will be screaming oh in existential horror because the things we're going to discuss today. Break your little peon brain into crumbs, cookie crumbs. Not my peon brain, you're at home. No, I was talking about you. Oh, man. You're going to be crying. You're going to be screaming because we have horrifying tales today. I got a, yeah, last week you said I had a big brain. Well, yeah, but but by the end of today, it's going to be a a shattered peon brain. That's what I'm saying. Well, maybe not. You're strong, you're strong minded but I do fear for the people viewing this episode today because (laughs) we are going to be talking about yokai. That's right, Japanese ghosts. Everybody, welcome to today's episode. It's going to be a doozy. We've already talked about cryptids here in America. We've talked about Irish folklore. We talked about vampires from Eastern Europe. Okay. But we're going even further east today, all the way to the land of the rising sun, Yokai. Yokai. Japanese ghosts, of which there are hundreds, if, lot, yeah. if not thousands. This is the, my main takeaway from Yokai. Mm-hmm. In America, in our culture, we have general ghosts. There's like a ghost or a werewolf or a vampire but these are generalized things the yokai seem highly specific yeah some of these stories we're going to be talking about we'll be talking about one specific entity you know it's not like a race of these things yeah it's very strange it's almost like these spirits just showed up, and there was only one of them, and they became legendary, <laughs> and they're still talked about today. Yeah, it feels like
0: there were very specific things that happened to Japan, a uh, certain Japanese person, a long time ago, yeah. that have just kind of snowballed into ichiokai, and it's fun to like unravel that and kind of uh, see what what has uh, you know sprouted from from these stories.
1: Absolutely. Um, you know, I got to tell people right out the gate. This is probably going to be part 1 of what can go on Dude. to be many, many episodes about yokai because there's just so many. We we're not even yeah. going to scratch the surface today.
0: I didn't know like uh I didn't know what you were going to pick. I know we like to keep it like a surprise for the show. I went real silly with mine and I was baffled how it just like was a never-ending list. Yeah, like we could do whole episodes on on more yokai. We could do episodes on specific yokai, just in general. But I think this is kind of our like our we're dipping our toe into the pool of yokai.
1: Yeah, this is a topic that is um, very near and dear to me. In fact, I would say yokai are one of the reasons why I got interested in in doing a show like this. Yeah, a few years ago, I picked up a book called Yokai Attack, and it just described random. Ghosts and monsters from Japan. And that's when I started realizing like, oh yeah, culturally everybody in the world has their horror stories, their folklore, their myths and legends. I'm so fascinated not only by ours, but by the the stories from other cultures around the world. And yeah. what, what fascinates me most honestly is the overlap. How you can have stories from Japan, Europe, South America, North America, wherever Transylvania and they all have these things in common they have these similarities so much so I almost start to wonder like what's going on how come these stories are coming from all over the world and how come they have so many things so many details overlapping Um, we're going to talk about a little bit of that today as well I'm super excited. I'm yeah, happy yeah. to be here. Yeah, me too. I'm hyped, everybody. Welcome hyped. to the Mega 64. Oh. <laughs> the Mega Strange Podcast. Oh it. No, oh, it finally happened. I didn't quite say it. I didn't say all of it. I'm, I'm feeling good. I'm drinking a, a diet nut. Diet nut. Yeah, I'm drinking a sparkling nut. So sparkling. <laughs> thank you. You know, speaking of yokai, this is a great uh, episode to talk about our sponsor, which yes. has been with us for a few weeks. It's not a major company. In fact, it's one creative person out there our friend Jess who wrote this book my volcano check out my volcano yeah let's go to the close-up cam let's get a shot of this bad boy right there my my, my volcano you keep singing that song (laughs) my volcano set in the fictional summer of 2016 my volcano begins as a volcano sprouts up in the center of Central Park which over the course of three weeks grows to the height of Mount Fuji. And as this volcano grows, a bevy of strange things begin to happen around the world. This is a genre bending pre-apocalyptic novel featuring time travel monsters, hive mind, contagions, body horror, alien beings, and real life human drama. Check out my volcano. It's written. It's written by a fellow mega stranger out there. So we got to support the crew. Got to support the crew. We got to support all strangers out there. Yeah. And, uh, and there's uh, some yokai and some kaiju that show up in that book as well. So Ooh. if you enjoy the subject we're talking about today, you're going to enjoy that book. Let's get into it. Sure. So, for those of you who don't know, if you've never heard of yokai, consider this your 101 introductory course into what they are. Um, yokai. They're not they're 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 spirits. They're ghosts. They're entities. From Japan, they're not necessarily demons in the Western sense of the yeah, word. But I would c- categor—I w- I would say some are demons. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. but their um, behavior kind of ranges yeah. from mischievous to, you know, malevolent. Yes. Dangerous and uh, and downright evil. I think that. It, what's interesting is that these stories go back so, so far into mm-hmm. history. I mean, I found some stories that are over a thousand years old. Damn. Which as an American is insane because yeah. you can't find anything no. in American history that goes back further than 500 years. And even at that, you're really getting to, you know, a uh, lack of historical records. It's just not there. I mean, technically you could count like
0: native american folklore but i know what you're saying it's not like you know yeah but nothing's written down yeah that's true
1: there's no um first-hand accounts there's no paintings from the era it's Mm. just word of mouth it's passed on through generations that's true so it's cool to go back and see like paintings and written stories uh from over a thousand years ago
0: i loved all the art that i found when doing my research it's like there's there's really old art and there's there's modern takes as well that was my favorite part of of uh research on my end.
1: Yeah. Um so let me start with a real basic yokai here. I want to start with one called and I apologize. Yeah. I'm going to be butchering every <laughs> word too. I say on today's episode, so get used to it. But this first one is called Sukumogami Imaki. Yes. This yokai is essentially a concept. It's not even necessarily a straight-up ghost. It's a concept, it's an idea that anything can become possessed and develop a soul within it and then become alive and start having emotions and opinions towards human beings.
0: I'll, yeah, yeah. Sorry, continue. No, what were you going to say? No, I, I kind of want
1: to wait for you to explain
0: it first before I, I didn't want to spoil the surprise.
1: Um, Tsukumagami and are objects that are occupied by spirits, The idea is that anything can become occupied by a spirit, but as time goes on, its ripeness Mm. grows. Its ability to become possessed by a spirit gets stronger, and this ability for an inanimate object to become possessed by a spirit peaks, peaks at the age of 99 years. Or, or as it's referred to, uh, one year short of 100, which also adds up to 99. Um, common items that are old and forgotten and mistreated often become the Sukumogami Amaki. Yes. Famously, uh, umbrellas become mm. possessed and you've probably seen maybe if you ever looked at, at up a picture of yokai an umbrella with like a big like oh, lizard yeah. tongue sticking out of it that's like one of the most famous ones um and we have this one here too which is a a lantern check this out Yeah I saw this art I thought I thought it was like really haunting lantern that was possessed by a spirit an old lantern 100 year old lantern um Yeah I mean These things, these, uh, these yokai, they don't really do anything. They just kind of like play pranks on you. They might float around. They might like, I mean, I say they don't do anything, but that's just like, they have no known motif other than to like scare you and be mad at you for mistreating them.
0: These yokai are are what I've seen the most in like Japanese, uh, content, like, like movies like media and stuff. Yeah. I, you always see the, or, or a lot of times in video games, like, uh, uh, an enemy in a game will be like a, a jumping, uh, umbrella or something like that. Uh, yeah. I love the idea that it takes a hundred years. You have to like, it's almost like they don't want you to hold on to any worldly possessions. I feel like that's like ingrained in Japanese culture to like, not want a lot of things like, you know, keep your room small and and less cluttered. Yeah. Um, I have a video of one of these things if you want to get into that.
1: Well, I was just before we get into the video, um, there's this idea that anything, it's not just, I mean, I have in my notes here, there's this idea that humans, plants, animals, or even tools can uh, acquire a spiritual nature once they become significantly old. Mm. And I like this idea. Me too. I like this idea that everything in the world has a natural capacity for magic <laughs> you know yeah yeah, yeah. that you can increase your spiritual charge uh it literally says as you get older you become essentially more magical you you gain a spirit within you and you have the ability to change yourself which i just think is kind of a beautiful concept yeah um and yeah a haunting concept <laughs> as well You know, this umbrella is going to get so old that it's going to come alive and become more than an umbrella, become a monster or a hat. I actually have a list of of some of the most famous Mm. of uh, examples of Sukumogami Amaki, and I'm going to uh, read them off right now. Hell yeah. Tell me if any of these things in your house have ever become possessed. Straw sandals. Uh,
0: do, do they have like their own Bak- specific names? Yeah. Yeah. Ba- Zori. I love it. I love that. Possessed straw name. sandals. <laughs>
1: um, Boroboroton, Boro A possessed futon. <laughs> we have one in the studio. We do have a possessed futon. <laughs> that thing's about 20 years old. Yeah. So it's, it's getting It's one fifth of the way to uh, standing up and walking around and haunting us. Do you think you own anything that's a hundred years old? <sighs> Do I own anything that's 100 years old? I have crystals that are millions of years okay. old. Okay. And I, and and people believe crystals have magical powers because they're so old. Wow. So, yes. Um but but like a man-made object. I have um You ever heard of Punch and Judy? Which yes, are those yeah, puppets? Little, yeah, yeah, the little puppets, yeah. Yeah. I have, this is crazy. So I took a history of theater class Mm. in college where we learned about different significant theater movements throughout history and Punch and Judy are highly influential, highly famous. Everybody out there has kind of seen the puppet show where one puppet has like a baseball bat and he's beating up the other puppet for comedy purposes. That's Punch and Judy. It comes from Italian puppet theater. I have, it's from like the twenties or thirties. So it's like 90 years old at least. Ooh. If It might be from the 40s, which would make it about 80 years old. It is a cast iron piggy bank created in the shape of a Punch and Judy puppet show. And Punch and Judy are made out of metal, and they actually can be like um, manipulated to okay. hit each other. That's cool. So I have this 80-year-old uh, cast iron Punch and Judy bank. Uh, that might be like the... Thing I have that's most likely to be haunted as far as like old stuff. What do you have? What's the oldest thing you own? I don't think I own anything. I,
0: I've been known to move around a lot, so I, I don't really have old things like yeah. I have old video games. I mean, uh, my grandma probably has a ton of stuff. That's I have. Years old. I have
1: a lot of items that are like 60 to 80 years old. Yeah, uh, because I like to go to thrift stores and get like just weird little knickknacks. I have. Yeah. Um, uh some actually some japanese binoculars from the 60s that, Oh, I've seen those, yeah. Yeah, they it looks like a lady's like makeup compact, but they're kind of like spy binoculars. I have some old like um traveling alarm clocks from the 60s that were big in Germany. Um but so far none of them have been possessed. Luckily. Give me a few more years though, who yeah, knows. We'll see what happens. Let me see what else is on this list. Sure. Uh Ichirin Bozu animated prayer beads. Okay. Etan momen. A possessed roll of cotton. Uh, jatai. Possessed clothes draped on a folding screen. So you could have... <laughs> Kameosa. A
0: possessed sake jar. So wait, I'm just imagining someone's k- kept their clothes folded over a screen for a hundred years and then it became possessed. Yeah,
1: you washed grandma's old clothes yeah, and you, you, and you hung them there. out to dry and they started like wailing at you. <laughs> uh i'm halfway through the list if sure. you want to hear more yeah, yeah. kasa obaki an animated paper umbrella okay um kasode note a possessed kimono robe we have here's a good one kuriyaro an animated saddle why are they animated uh, that just means possessed Oh, okay kiyo rinrin possessed scrolls of paper uh, oh, this is a good one that really confuses me and I struggle to imagine exactly what it is. Okay. Men Reiki, a spiritual creature formed out of 66 masks.
0: Oh, that's horror. That's really scary.
1: Yeah. Uh, I wish I had more information. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get more information on Menraiki, right but I will definitely do a follow-up to explain Please. how you get a spiritual creature composed out of 66 masks. Did, are they just like flying in a circle? Are they all bunched together into one ball? I, I would really like to know.
0: I'm imagining the dude from Majora's Mask who has all the, the masks on his back.
1: Yeah. Yeah, you might be right. Uh, Morinji no Akoma. Uh, possessed tea kettle. Uh, what else is on here? We have possessed mirror, a possessed clock and possessed mosquito nettings. Wow. Your mosquito nettings can come possessed. That's scary. You're sleeping in a bed and yes. the net tries to kill you. Johnny, you said you actually have video of one of these possessed yeah. items. Yeah, yeah. Can we, can I, we see that? Yeah. I mean, you didn't bring
0: it up, but uh, possessed vacuum.
1: yeah that's basically what it would be like that's basically what it's like when these items become possessed in your house Uh, yeah so that is your kind of introduction to yokai you know you're just sitting around your house with all your old shit and it starts talking to you it starts floating around starts being weird but that's like you're lucky if that's the only yokai you experience because they get so much worse they get so much scarier than that um you want me to go to a scary one? Please, because all mine are silly. All right. This next one I'm going to talk about is really famous. And I want to say it's a modern yokai. Okay. Um, I believe that this yokai did not really come around until like the 70s. But they're known as uh, Kuchisake Onna otherwise known as the Slit-Mouthed Woman. Have you heard of this? I've seen images of this, but I don't know anything really okay. about it. So according to legend, Kuchisaki Ona was a woman who was mutilated during her life with her mouth being slit from ear to ear. Yeah, that's right. You want to see how I got these scars? <laughs> it was just like that. In Dude. fact, the Joker could have been a uh, Kuchisaki Ona in another life. You just pointed at something, but it's oh, okay. Oh, I just pointed at the camera. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I thought like, oh, there a ghost? Oh, yeah,
0: no, dude. Oh, look. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> How did Kuchisaki Ona's mouth get slit? Uh, Well, that depends on who you're talking to. Some people think that her husband was a samurai who she cheated on, and he did it uh, out of revenge. But other people think that she was mutilated by a jealous mistress of her husband. However, it happened. It happened. She got sliced up from ear to ear. With this, in the seventies, would the uh, yakuza be around? Well, the yakuza have been around for hundreds of okay, years.
0: Maybe, maybe the 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 wife of a yakuza. Yeah, perhaps. Got
1: revenge. After her death, the woman returned as a vengeful spirit. She walks around at night, and the story goes that she always keeps her face covered. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, she wears a surgical mask. So, if you're an anti-masker. You're not going to like this one. She's going around wearing a muzzle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, rebreathing her own retroviruses. No wonder she died. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> uh, but in other iterations of the story, she keeps a handkerchief over her face or she covers it with a fan. The face is always obscured. This is how you know you're dealing with the slit mouth woman because it's late at night. And you're walking home from the bar by yourself and you're going through these tight little Japanese alleyways. You've been to Japan. The streets streets are so tiny there. Oh, yeah. Like the the buildings are so close. Everything is like a tight little alleyway. It feels very claustrophobic. I love it. I love it, too. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Maybe one day we could do an episode from Japan. I would love that. Yeah. It's late at night. Japan, it just rained that day. Everything's quiet. Everything's wet. There's dripping. There's puddles on the ground. You hear crickets, maybe. And then you hear footsteps and coming around the corner. You see what looks like a beautiful woman. And she has her eyes locked onto your eyes. She's not breaking her eye contact and her face is covered up and she walks right up to you and you don't notice this, but in her hands, maybe you do notice this. She has a pair of surgical scissors. Sometimes it's a straight up knife. Sometimes it's a big knife. She's been said to carry a machete. She's even been said to walk around with a scythe. Okay. But maybe you don't notice this in her hands. Maybe it's behind her back. You're looking at that gaze in her eyes. Like she's, you know, it's late at night. It's two in the morning. Ooh, who's this babe walking up to me? Yeah, maybe I had a couple drinks. As the story goes, she asks her victims one question. Watashi Kiri, which means, am I pretty? Oh. Depending on how you answer, you're either going to live or die. Let me tell you how it goes. Yes? If you say yes, well, let's say, let's start with the negative. Okay, no. She asks you, am I pretty? And you say no. Well, what's what's this ghost's name? Kuchisaki is not going to like that. And she's going to cut you up. She's going to stab you to death. She's going to mutilate you. Some people say she slits your mouth open, and that's how you die. Okay. Don't say no. So, no, you, I mean, so you say yes. Here's what happens when you say yes. She pulls the mask off, ooh. and she shows you her mutilated face. And then she asks you a second question. Even like this? Now what do you say? Yes. <laughs> If you say yes, she takes her blade and she mutilates your face no! in the same way.
0: Monkey paw situation.
1: You might survive, uh-huh. but you're going to look like her because you said that's pretty. I look like Ichi the killer. What if you say no? Uh, no. She's going to get angry. She's jealous. She goes into a rage. You think I'm ugly? And she kills you. It's a lose lose, lose it's a lose lose situation. It's a lose-lose situation. Indeed. Advance head. Well, <laughs> don't worry, Mega Strangers. Yeah. We always got you. We have the 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 procedure to survive an encounter with oh, Kushisaki Ona. Thank God. You're supposed to say you look average. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay yeah oh what's you're,
1: up girl you look you look yeah. average tonight you can't, you're supposed to not say yes <laughs> and not say no you say meh you look all right yeah. she gets so angry she just starts flipping out oh, i can't believe you say it she stumbles away from uh-huh. you and she leaves you alone <laughs> other stories say you can try to flee but she will follow you but if you go into a makeup store she will not be able to follow you. Okay. I don't know. She despises makeup. Maybe.
0: I was going to assume maybe like mirrors and stuff.
1: She despises makeup. She's unable to follow victims into a makeup store. And it's also said that you can distract her with hard candy, especially kind that is caramel flavored, which I think is an interesting detail. Yeah. Or by giving her money. <laughs> you could give her money to distract her and try to make an escape. Dude. but the best tactic to do is basically tell her she looks average um and she will not attack you also now this is almost like a magic spell but apparently if you say the word pomade three times like uh the hair stuff yes the okay. hair stuff pomade 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 she will like get confused And not know what to do and you will be able to escape i wonder if pomade sounds like a japanese
0: word that we don't know i have
1: no idea that's so specific it is (laughs) uh but that is kuchisaki ona the beautiful slit-mouthed woman dude so be careful when you see that person wearing a mask they might be coming to kill you now i understand why people are afraid of masks yeah absolutely um all right you got one for us okay all right
0: I want to try to tell a story as cool as you just did it, so I, I apologize if this isn't uh, up to snuff, but yeah, do, do your my thing. best here. <clears throat> All right, crack the neck. Um, okay, so the the one I'm going to talk about right now is called uh, Shirime. Okay, never heard of this. Okay, so this is how I'm going to tell you the legend first. The legend goes: late at night, there was a samurai. Okay, and he a wandering samurai, and he's walking. Uh, 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 he's walking down the streets of Kyoto by himself. Um, when suddenly he hears someone call out, "Hey, wait up!" He looks around confused. Doesn't see anyone. He kind of stays there frozen. When all of a sudden he nervously turns around and notices a man who's taking off his clothes, his kimono. <laughs> oh,
1: <laughs> the predator.
0: Man, uh. The samurai gets really scared and, and kind of says, like, what are you doing? And the man doesn't listen. He keeps taking off his clothes. Sir, stop. He, be- he bends over. Shut up. And. <laughs> oh, God. Now I'm terrified. He
1: exposes his, his anus to the man. Okay, pause. I think every story I looked up today involves an anus. Japan I just, loves I just, butt stuff. I am going to say right now, my next story also involves the anus. Uh, I, I've so trigger warning. <laughs> if you don't like anus
0: talk, you're not going to like today's episode. You, you know how in America we think farts are really funny. I think in Japan they they find butts just genuinely funny because I, I think that, <laughs> this is something I've noticed for a long time is but butts are funny.
1: You in know, Japan. in America, guys are always drawing uh, penises on stuff. That too, yeah. Well, in Japan, they're always drawing buttholes yeah. on stuff. So anyway. It, it just I, Well, you'll see. You'll see
0: my <laughs> point as we go on. This uh, nameless man bends over, exposes his butthole.
1: All right, wait, can we recap? Yeah. So the samurai is walking down the street yeah. at night, and then this, I'm assuming it's a ghost, it's a yokai, yeah. in the form of a man just starts disrobing yeah. and like a stink bug just pointing the butthole at yeah. this guy? Okay, continue. And the samurai isn't like... Shocked by the butthole,
0: but he's shocked by what comes out of the butthole. And it, the butthole unpuckers. Oh no. To reveal an eyeball looking back at him.
1: No! You have a photo. You're not going to be able to show this on, on audience. <laughs> Should I not? Go ahead. I don't care. I got, I got so many, I got effed up drawings myself. Where did his face go? There's another
0: yokai that uh, is faceless. Some people think it's the same yokai. He just has an eye for a butthole. What the? Um, That's scary. Yeah. So that. Yeah, dude. That's scary. I I thought it was
1: funny at first, but as I'm explaining to you, I'm like, that would be horrific. Yeah. That's like Silent Hill. Yeah. This faceless man who looks at you through an eye in his
0: butt. You don't notice him at first. You just hear him, and then he appears. Like you'll just hear someone say, like, "Hey, stop," and then you stop, and then all of a sudden he's there. Um, wow.
1: Somebody saw this thing.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if someone got like sexually assaulted in Japan, like a samurai or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> this yokai isn't dangerous per se. Physically, maybe mentally it's dangerous. Um, yeah, break your brain. You'll have nightmares. <laughs> uh, some believe that it just thrives solely on uh, the joy of scaring people. Wow. It feeds off of your fear. Um, but like I said before, some people think it's either that other yokai, the faceless man, or some people think it's a shape-shifting animal that wants to, uh, you know, play pranks on humans.
1: Oh, well, like a Tanuki.
0: Yeah. So a lot of, uh, the things I found, people think Tanuki's just turned into these things. Interesting. I don't
1: think either of us covered Tanuki. No. But just to let people know, uh, Tanuki is kind of like a raccoon or a raccoon fox. Yeah. I don't know if it's a real animal. I think it is a real animal. I think so. But it's also a mythical animal in Japanese folklore where the Tanuki has been elevated beyond what we accept in the real world of an animal to be. The Tanuki, you may remember from Mario, he he gets the raccoon suit and he can fly. It's called the Tanuki suit. Yeah. It's a magical raccoon. What Mario fails to tell you is that the Tanuki has magical giant testicles. I'll say it again. Magical giant testicles. The balls on the Tanuki are so big and so magical that the Tanuki can literally do anything with these giant magical testes. I've seen drawings of the Tanuki carrying his own genitalia over his shoulder like a sack full of money. (laughs) I've seen the Tanuki lounging on a beanbag chair like a a love sack but it was a love sack the (laughs) real kind it was the tanuki sack and there are so many stories about how the tanuki can use their magic to Mm -hmm. shape shift and that they love pranking people
0: yeah i have one here later on that some people think is a tanuki but i wanted to say there's a restaurant in new york on saint mark's place i don't remember the name of it but they have a statue of a tanuki with the giant balls and uh Someone told me once that like touching the balls of the tanuki statue is good luck. I don't know if they're lying to me. I or believe not. it. I think yeah. it is. Anyway. <laughs> yeah that was the the sh- sh- shirime, I think is how you say it. Nice. Very nice. Uh, which translates to butt eye. Butt eye. Or uh it has another name. Uh uh I'm n- oh, sorry, I'm gonna butcher this. Nuri n- n- p- b- bozu. Uh butt eye.
1: Yeah. The Japanese uh name sounds so much nicer than but <laughs> yeah that one just kind of doesn't have the same ring to don't it. go out late at night you might see the butt eye <clears throat> all right i'm going to resume your education on yokai 101 with yeah. another very basic very standard yokai if you're going to get into yokai everybody needs to know about this next one probably mm. the most common one you're going to find after a haunted umbrella or a haunted vacuum and that would be the kappa kappa uh i love the kappa so the kappa is an amphibious water spirit mm-hmm. that lives in the lakes, rivers, and uh, shores around Japan. This thing looks like a lizard person or a frog person. It's usually described as being the size of a small child. The skin is green or sometimes bluish yellow, and it's described as either slimy, like an amphibian, or scaly, like a reptile. Mm-hmm. The kappa live in these waterways and sometimes they like to prank humans. Sometimes they like to kill humans. Yeah. They are known to drown children and animals, including horses. I found out we'll get into this some more Mm. Kappa love to drown horses. Their favorite thing to drown are humans and horses. If you're not a human or a horse, you don't have to worry about the Kappa. yeah. Yeah. But if you are one, stay away from the water. Um, but they also rescue people. They rescue humans sometimes. Okay. Sometimes they eat human flesh. Sometimes they do favors for humans. It's very weird. Here's the deal with the Kappa. They are said to live in the water. They can come onto the land, but when they're yeah. on land, they're very clumsy. They fall over. They, they, they're just not made for land. They thrive when they're in the water. Supposedly, the Kappa have an indentation on the top of their skull and literally a bowl. That will carry water in it. And they keep water from their home river or lake. Wherever they're from, they keep the water from where they're from in their head. That's cool. If you can get them to spill that water out, they will be totally immobilized. They will be unable to move until that water is refilled. One of the ways to defeat a kappa is to bow to a kappa because they are extremely polite and if you bow to them they will bow back to you Mm. and if you do a very deep bow they will respond with a deep bow of their own to the point where the water will spill out of their head and they will be immobilized if you are able to get water from their home river or lake or wherever and Mm. refill the bowl on their head they will be forever indebted to you and they will befriend you And they will help you throughout your life. And that is why, if you start to drown, a kappa may come and save you. Okay. Yeah. But not only that, this is really interesting to me. Kappa are said to love cucumbers. Cucumbers. Okay. Like they fucking fiend for cucumbers to the point where there are legends that say if you eat cucumbers before you go swimming, that will make the Kappa like you and they'll make (laughs) them less likely to drown you. But there are other legends that say if you eat cucumbers before swimming, that will make the Kappa more likely to drown you because they could smell the cucumber on you. They want
0: to steal out of your stomach and
1: they want to eat the cucumber filled human. Shit! If you see a Kappa and you need to get away from it and you have a cucumber on you, hawk that cucumber because the Kappa is going to chase the cucumber Before it chases
0: you. Do they like, uh, all right. I don't know if this is a question you have the answer to, but like, what about pickles?
1: I don't know if they like pickled cucumbers. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they also are known to drink blood, eat the livers of the people that they kill. Um, and check this out. They are said to gain power by taking people's shirikodama. I've Uh, heard that word before. A shirikodama is a mythical organ. Oh. Located inside the anus, which is said to be a ball that contains your soul. Why is it in your anus? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Japan, that's a prostate. Yeah. Uh, for real. The, a mythical organ that contains your soul and it's in your anus. Why is it always in the anus? The kappa will reach up into your butt and try to get your soul ball out. Your soul nugget.
0: I, I wonder if th- this is something I've noticed in Japan as well. There's like a fun game that kids play where they like to like do this and like poke you in the butt. Wait, wasn't there a arcade game where you poked people in the butt? I think in Japan? so. I think so. <laughs> I think that's from Kappa's. I, I, if I'm
1: not mistaken. Yeah, you might be right. Um, so Yeah. That's the Kappa. They're also said to love wrestling and be extremely adept at wrestling. Dude. And so that is why they're so dangerous in the water because yeah. they can overpower you easily because they love wrestling. There are stories of samurais diving into rivers and wrestling with Kappa, trying to bring them back up to the surface, which is really interesting. Um, I don't know why this picture came up, but I have a an old uh, Japanese painting of somebody fighting a Kappa. you want me to go to the close-up? Yeah, let's go to the close-up camera. They're farting in its face. (laughs) I I don't know why Japan is obsessed (laughs) with the anus. Yo, cucumber blast for real. (laughs) He's fart. Look at the Kappa.
0: Oh, bro. What'd you eat, bro? Bro. Stop that. (laughs)
1: Making the other person fucking freaked out too. I think the other person's laughing so hard because this dude is like diarrhea shotgun blasting this Kappa in the face.
0: Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I wanted to say real quick, I've noticed with yokai, a lot of them are like cautionary tales. They are. Oh, uh, absolutely. And, and I feel like the kappa was like
1: started as like a
0: don't go near rivers and lakes. Look at this situation. This oh.
1: is a warning sign that basically tells children there's a lake or river nearby. Don't play in it. Yeah. And look at that picture. It's a kappa. Oh, grab, grabbing the kid's foot. That's scary. Yeah. This, this is a warning for children. You might drown if you swim in this area. Yeah. I love this. They yeah, actually, me too. They That's use, awesome. They use kappas just to scare children. <laughs> like, why would I drown? Because there's a fucking monster in there, okay? Lay off. Yeah, don't go in there. Um, kappas are said to have an aversion to iron, sesame, and ginger. So if you have sesame, ginger, or an iron rod, you know, wave okay. that in front of the kappa, and they're going to run away. Um. Okay, so when I was doing research on kappa, something really interesting happened. It turns out that they have kappa in japan but that this type of creature is found all over the world okay um like a real i I shouldn't say real but like yeah like a check this out this is uh this is something from i think it's slovenia okay known as the vodianoy oh god why does it have a real nose the <laughs> that kind of looks like me, is essentially a, the green man. The green man. Uh, he lives in the waters of like um, Eastern Europe, usually hangs out under the wheel of a water mill uh-huh. and is essentially everything the Kappa is. He hangs uh. out, he like drowns people and horses uh, and is a prankster. The Vadyanoi is also said to... Have the appearance of a bloated corpse floating Ooh. in the water, um, but sometimes he looks like a frogman. Sometimes he looks like a bloated corpse. There are there's also similarity to the Irish kelpie, oh which yeah, which yeah. is the green water horse, which will also drown people. What is it with horses? I was talking uh, to uh, somebody about this, and it was like, is it just that children? are bad at swimming and are naturally prone to drowning. Are horses also bad at swimming and are just naturally prone to drowning? And over thousands of years, these mythologies sprang up all over the world of these water creatures, drowning children and horses.
0: Well, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think about it. I know a lot of people like in, I mean, it's more of an old West thing, like, you know, kind of forge rivers with horses. Um, But yeah, if you think about the logistics of a horse, I don't
1: think they, they can't swim. I I wouldn't wouldn't imagine they can swim. I can't imagine them swimming. You know what else this is super similar to is um, the original stories of mermaids that come from uh, the Netherlands. Yeah. Yeah. Fish people, essentially. And didn't those turn out to be, um, what's it called? I wish I remember the name of the animal. We don't know. There's a lot of things. Uh, By the way, I found out that uh, these water spirits in Europe are known as Aquarius. Oh I never I'd always heard like age of Aquarius yeah and like the zodiac sign Aquarius but I never realized that Aquarius is the general term for these like water monster creatures water sprites essentially and then you also in in Irish folklore I guess the Banshee would be similar right well the Banshee is not similar to a Kappa because a Banshee is like a screaming entity but I think or siren sorry yeah yeah siren water siren absolutely um you know, interestingly enough, the stories of these yokai go back hundreds of years. And there's this book that was published in 1788 um, called Bakemono Chakutocho. Mm-hmm. And it has an explanation for what yokai could be. And in that book from 1788, this is a long time ago, it says that the so-called yokai in Japanese society could simply be a representation of feelings that arise from fear which I thought was really interesting for a book 300 years ago to say like yeah yokai is just essentially the feelings you have when you get scared we're gonna say that there's something causing that when you go near the water and you feel scared that's the kappa yokai and when you're you know there's yokai for the bathroom and you know when you're afraid of that hundred year old umbrella that's a yokai yeah yeah it's more of like a psychological effect that could be like very similar to like when we talked about the boogeyman kind
0: of how that was a kind of catch-all for uh, just basic uh, human fear of the dark or, or stuff uh, like evolutionary fears.
1: Yeah, totally. It yeah. almost reminds me of Greek mythology. They talk about how the, the gods of Greek mythology are basically present and near you, and yeah. you can feel when you are in the presence of a god. And to me, this was best exemplified in the Greek uh, example of going to war, because they said, when you go to war, Aries is waiting for you on the battlefield. and as you get close to the battlefield, and as you get closer to Aries, you can feel you can feel the effects of Aries within your body, and that feeling could be fear or bloodthirstiness, or the rage, okay. the, when you're mentally preparing to go into battle. And here's the important part. It's involuntary. Mm. The Greeks believed that the emotions you felt were not in your control, yeah. that you were actually being affected by the presence of different gods. They basically said that every emotion that you felt was another god influencing you, okay. that, 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 that these spiritual experiences were, were mental things, internalized. Uh, and to me, this explanation of the Okai is the same thing, Yeah. which I personally just think is interesting. No I, th- I th-
0: thought that was great. yeah it was like what I said before too like a cautionary tales is you know just general
1: yeah definitely. basic fears yeah so that is the Kappa make sure you bow deeply to them and have some cucumbers nearby um but you know you might find the Kappa in Europe and they'll be called the Kelpie or mermaid <laughs> or the vidonia. they're everywhere they're everywhere they're oh and by the way yes when you get sushi huh, they have something called a Kappa roll. Uh huh, and that is a sushi roll with cucumber in it. Oh, that's and cool. Now you know why the sushi roll How is actually know. named after the yokai.
0: Mm.
1: It's named after the yokai, which is pretty interesting. That is pretty interesting. All right, what do you
0: got next? Okay, back for my, my strange, strange takes here. All right, this next guy just like just confused the hell out of me, and I want to know what you think about this. All right, because I don't know what it. I'll just go and do it. Um, the next one I have is called, I'm definitely going to butcher this one. Ashinga te, ten, Tenaga,
1: I think. Ashinaga Tenaga.
0: Yeah, which translates to long legs,
1: long arms, long legs, long arms. So this is a pair of yokai. Mm. Oh, so this is like, um, Hitmonchan and Lee Yeah, Lee Yeah, <laughs> Lee and Kickmonchan.
0: So, uh, in the, in the legends, these two yokai are from, different countries. Uh, One is a country full of people with uh, long arms, and the other is from a country filled with people with long legs.
1: Okay. When we talk about other countries, you know, Japan is a collection of islands. Yes. So often I feel like with these thousand-year-old stories, Mm -hmm. these other countries are like mythical islands that could be nearby. They could be real islands. They could just be... You know, people say there's an island somewhere out there, but you don't know. <laughs> I'm glad you're giving me an explanation because I could not find it. I was like, long leg
0: country? Uh, yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah, everything I found would just call it long leg country, long arm country. Um, but anyway, the inhabitants of these two countries usually, uh, yeah, yeah, like I said, they have long arms and long legs. Um, but they, they come together and they team up to fish um, by seashores. So uh, the long armed man is the Tanaga. He climbs on the back of the long-legged man called the Ashinaga and uh, the, Ashi- uh, the Ashinaga will wade through the waters while the other guy will grab the fish. Oh, um, <laughs> so like I said, I don't know what the point of this is, but here I have a photo, a very old photo as well. Dang. Yeah, there's some yokai that I just found that were like, what was the point of this?
1: Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of yokai and they seem like, well, this isn't scary and it doesn't seem like this explains any natural yeah. phenomenon. So why would you think this was real? I will be real with you if I was like chilling on the beach and I just
0: saw like a man with really long legs <laughs> on the sh- and a, uh, a man with really long arms on his shoulder collecting fish, I would be terrified. Yeah. So I don't know if this is like a fear of like, you know, someone stealing their fish or something. I don't know. I don't know. I I, I was hoping you had some answers uh,
1: in in what uh, I'm telling you right now. I don't have any answers. And, you know, I was not prepared to talk about this yokai on today's episode. But I I do know of another yokai. I wish I had more research on it. Mm. Known as the long necked woman. Oh, yeah. And the long-necked woman, and I'm just going to talk, I'm going to try to recall from memory kind of the legend here, is a yokai. It's a monster. It's basically a woman who has an extremely long neck. Mm. She can hide her neck. She can actually retract it into her body or hide it under her clothes. But one thing that I found really interesting is that this woman might not even be aware that she's a yokai. That during the day, she might just operate as a regular woman, but at night when she goes to sleep, the neck or head will essentially take on a life of its own, will extend into this snake-like head and, like, go around the house. I don't know if it attacks people or does stuff. But she's totally unaware that she has this ability. And then the neck retracts. In the morning, she wakes up and goes about her daily life yeah. like a regular person, not okay. totally unaware that she is a yokai.
0: Yeah, that, that reminds me of, like, uh, Spirited Away when the people, uh, you know, get turned into things based on, like, how they are as humans. Like, uh, you know, her, her family gets turned into pigs cause they're eating too much. Yes. Like maybe this is like greedy fishermen get, get turned into these yokai or something. I couldn't find much information about, uh, that or anything, but you know, you hmm. could kind of just surmise that hmm. maybe,
1: you know, I used to watch this TV show, reality TV show, about these guys who were professional worm hunters. <laughs> I'm a worm hunter. Dude, I love these guys. They would, they would, they referred to worms as snapping worms because <laughs> they would like pull them out of the ground. They called that snapping them. We're like, we're going to go snap some yes. worms today. Yo, we're, we're going worm snapping. I want to be a worm hunter. And all these guys would do is go into mud flats. Uh huh. So basically in like New England, the water would come in at high tide, but then at low tide, it goes out for like a mile. And they just have like huge mud flats and they go out there with a bucket. They just stomp through the mud and they're just pulling worms out of the ground. (laughs) And I'm wondering if this is the same thing. Yeah. You know, like hunting fish in mud flats where you're reaching into shallow water or like really thick mud that the fish might be stuck in. Mm -hmm. Um, If that could be kind of the setting that this yokai first was imagined or came from. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, Thank you for sharing that. Yeah,
0: I feel like i <laughs> that was the only one I had the least research on. And I was kind of like, as I was
1: reading, I was kind of like, hmm, should get more on this. Okay, now I want to talk about a very famous yokai, yes. um, maybe my favorite yokai. This is a legend about one particular woman mm-hmm. who went down an extremely dark path. And was able to transform herself okay. into a vicious, highly feared yokai that is still revered in Fukushima to this day. In fact, there is a shrine uh, built around her supposed home, mm. and they have a, a grave marked for this yokai. Okay, she's known as Oni Baba. Onibaba. Or Demon Woman, also known as the Demon Hag. Okay. Let me tell you a story. Uh, <laughs> the story starts by saying it was a year of Fire Tiger in Jinky. I don't know what that means, but apparently that means the year was 726. Okay. Yeah, the year 726. Wow. This story comes from 1,300 years ago. This crazy. this story of Oni Baba is over thirteen hundred years old. A monk from the Ki Province, whose name was Takobo Yuki, was journeying uh, through the Fukushima Province uh, in a place known as Dachi Gahara, and the sun was about to set. He came across this cave, an interesting cave. Um. And he asked to be allowed to stay in the cave overnight, use it for lodging, like a little hotel. Mm -hmm. Uh, There was an old lady who lived in the cave. The old lady seemed to be uh, kindly. And so she let Yuki in and she said he could stay the night. But she said, you know, I don't have enough firewood for the two of us. So I'm going to go collect more firewood. By the way, I have a picture of the cave. Sure. You want to see it? Yeah. This is supposedly the actual cave where Oni Baba lived. That's creepy. Yeah, that's the cave. Uh, I have another shot of it if you want to see. Yes, please. This is a more interesting shot, I think. This is... There's a shrine built around this cave now, but this is what it looked like. That's the road that Yuki was traveling down in the year 726. He came to this rock formation... Um, and found this cave and asked if he could spend the night in this cave Okay. in the year 726. There was an old woman living in the cave. She said, yes, you can spend the night, but I don't have enough firewood for the two of us, so I'm going to go find some more firewood so we can stay warm for the night. She says, while I'm gone, you can stay here, but you must not look further into this room. And she left. However, Yuki became curious. And there was a shutter, supposedly, in the back of the cave. And when he peeked behind it, there was what he described as a mountain of human bones piled up. Dumbfounded by this sight, Yuki recalled a rumor of uh, Oni Baba that lived in the area, a demon hat who would kill travelers and devour their blood and meat and he got the feeling that this old woman in this cave was the rumored onibaba and so he fled the cave after a while the old lady returned to the cave and noticed that yuki had left Upon that she realized that her secret had been discovered and she transformed into the fearsome oni baba and started to give chase at a furious speed. The oni baba caught up with Yuki fleeing through the night. By the way, Yuki was a monk and he told this story. He said that this happened. Um the oni baba caught up with Yuki and in his time of desperation, Yuki took out a statue. This is weird. A statue of—I'm going to butcher this name. It's—it's mm. it's, uh, basically it was an Indian goddess. Okay. Now, at the time, Buddhism had come over from India, and there was a mixing of culture and religion. And so Yuki, even though he was a monk, he had this statue of this Indian goddess of mercy. I'm not going to try to pronounce her name, but it's basically an Indian goddess of mercy. He took it from his pack and he started to recite and chant a sutra, sort of like a prayer or a mantra. And as he did this, the statue is said to have danced up into the sky and transformed into a shining demon slaying pure white Dude. bow and arrow. Yo,
0: that's so sick. I actually popped.
1: Yeah. Yuki took the bow and arrow and was able to slay the Oni Baba with it. Other versions of the story say that the statue danced up into sky and emitted a pure white blast of lightning that killed the Baba. Either way. It's fucking cool. That is fucking cool. Whether it was an enchanted bow and arrow or like a some spell summon for some white lightning. There's no way that there isn't
0: some like manga out there that yeah. like this doesn't happen. You know, it's like this definitely like is probably in a lot of Japanese uh, uh
1: the onibaba. Medium. The onibaba was struck down. Yuki buried the Onibaba Baba mm-hmm. and um buried her under a funeral mound. hmm of which I, I wish I had a picture of it. I, I I should have printed out the picture because I was like, the picture's kind of boring. But the funeral mound is still there to this day, and there's a giant tree growing out of it, and there's a, a funeral marker, basically a gravestone, that says this is the funeral mound. It's called Kurozaku, I'm sorry, Kurozuka, which translates into Black Mound. And it is said to be the final resting place of the Oni Baba and is still there to this day.
0: Is it one of those rocks with the like white thing wrapped around it? No,
1: it is actually like a green, grassy hill oh. that is about four feet tall and maybe eight feet wide. It looks like a grassy dome. It has a tree coming out of it, and around the perimeter is a ring of stones, and off to the side is like an orange pillar with some Japanese on it that describes who is buried there and what the story is. Um the grave nearby to the grave, a temple has been built, which I believe is called, I don't have the name here. I think it's Zenji Temple. Mm-hmm. And at the temple, that's where I got the picture of the cave that okay. On- that Oni Baba was said to live in. We also have, this is at the temple. This is a small pond that is said to be where Oni Baba would wash the blood off of her knife whoa after she killed travelers supposedly the knife itself is also located at this temple but I couldn't find a picture of that um the 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 statue that he prayed to that turned into the bow and arrow is yeah. also located at this temple oh. this place is badass
0: yeah like I know a lot of times with uh, I mean it, it's more of a shrine thing in Japan we will go to a shrine like oh this is the shrine for me to pray for you know wealth this is where we, fertility like is, it, is there a, a
1: reason people go to that uh, temple or is it just I a, think a that Buddhist temple? I, I think that this temple was erected to mark the Oni Baba. Okay. This is a temple built around the cave that Oni Baba supposedly lived in 1,300 years ago. The mm. pond that she washed her knife in, the statue that was used to kill her, and it's nearby to the supposed black mound that she is buried underneath. That's cool. Yeah, the Onibaba of the Fukushima Prefecture is pretty cool. In fact, Onibaba has been turned into like a mascot for the town. I think there's even a theme park that uses uh uh Onibaba, like a chibi Onibaba as their <laughs> as their mascot. I wonder
0: uh, what the baseball team of Fukushima is.
1: Uh I'm not sure. But check this out. That's how Onibaba ended. But we actually have a story of how the Onibaba came to be. Okay. Years earlier, years before she was struck down by Takobo Yuki. Doing some Quintarandino shit. Yeah. Um, it is said that there was a woman named Iwate, and she served as a nurse to some local aristocrats. Some people said that they were even like, you know, royalty, that she took care of a princess there. Um an estate in the Kyo no Miyako, which translates to capital of capital. So, mm-hmm. you know, a very big city. It is said that Iwate cared for a princess that had an incurable illness since birth and was unable to speak even at the age of five years old. Oh, give me a second here. i find my next note. So Iwate who doted on the princess and wanted nothing more than to cure this princess's mysterious illness, went to talk to a fortune teller. And the fortune teller told Iwate that she would need to harvest the liver from a fetus and also take the placenta out of the womb of a pregnant woman. Um... I don't know how she was supposed to use this. Maybe she's supposed to feed it to the child or something. But the story says that the fortune teller said that this would be effective against whatever disease was affecting the princess. Okay. The liver of a fetus and some stuff from inside the womb of a pregnant woman. So, Iwata went on a journey to collect these things. She had a daughter of her own who was just born and she left this daughter to go on this journey. She arrived in Adachi, Gahara, uh, where the cave was. She found the cave, and she set up uh, her house in the cave. Oh. And she waited for a pregnant woman to target. Shit. It says that she waited weeks, and then weeks turned into months, and then months turned into years. Years. This is back in the 7th century. Finally, one day, a young couple came walking down the road and they requested lodging in the cave. And the woman was pregnant. And in that moment, Iwate knew that she had found her victim. As luck would have it, the woman who was pregnant went into labor while she was in the cave. Okay. And the husband went to buy some medicine and left his pregnant wife alone with Iwate in the cave. It was the perfect opportunity. Iwate took out a knife, assaulted the woman, killed her, cut her open, took out the liver from the baby inside. But it was at this moment... She caught sight of a protective charm hanging from the woman's neck and she recognized it as the very same charm she had left for her own daughter years ago and she realized that she had just killed her own daughter
0: dude that's some like greek
1: greek tragedy shit that's fucking brutal overwhelmed by what she had just done Iwate became mentally unhinged and from then on was said to have assaulted any traveler that came down the road, drinking their blood, eating their liver, and eventually becoming the Oni Baba who would go on to eat human flesh.
0: The scary part of this is how plausible it is. It's like not like a demon came and, and granted her a wish or something. It's like, no. She just became so unhinged yeah. that she be just like became a known kind of cave-dwelling murderer.
1: Yeah. What struck me about this is we have stories of vampires that yeah. we covered from Eastern Europe. We have stories of skinwalkers that we talked about from Navajo culture. Mm-hmm. Dude, all across the world, in every single culture, if you drink human blood and eat human flesh you're pretty much guaranteed to turn into some sort of demon. Yeah. This happens to vampires in Transylvania. This yeah. happens to the Navajo witches here in America happened to Oni Baba in Japan. What is it about drinking blood and doing cannibalistic human mutilation shit? that turns you into a demon. It's, it's just like, you know, the, the one taboo, you know, it is. I honestly think that if you're the type of person who can become okay with that, then you've crossed over mentally into like the demonic realm. You're just an unhinged person. Um, or maybe doing that mentally breaks you and you become an unhinged person. It's so scary to me that like time and again, we're looking up these cryptids these monster stories these ghost stories these legends some of them coming from hundreds of years ago they all say the same thing like if you do this dark blood magic ritual shit you're going to conjure up some demons and they're going to fuck with your brain and you're going to become a demon yourself that's the scariest thing about this story is that it corroborates all of these other similar stories from around the globe
0: yeah i i started thinking about hannibal
1: lecter for some reason check this out there's this old ass uh scroll of onibaba oh yeah that's gnarly okay i'm gonna say this yeah i'm gonna show a scroll now that is hundreds of years old and i read that the japanese government at the time banned this picture from being distributed because they said that it went against the morals of the general public they didn't have movies back then no this is a precursor to horror film. I'm going to say that right now. This is a piece of art, a painting or a drawing that depicts a ghost story and it is so unsavory the government of the time banned its distribution. This is like the first banned horror movie. It's not a movie, it's a horror yeah. drawing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's show it. Okay. It's big. Actually, let's go to the wide shot. Okay, It's huge. It's huge. All right. I don't. Yeah. I'll go to the close up. <laughs> uh, but just so you can see in the wide shot down here. This is Oni Baba. This is the old demon hag. This up here is a pregnant woman suspended upside down. I might have to censor this, but boobs are out. Yeah. Boobs are pregnant. Belly is out. Oh, God. She has a cloth tied over her mouth. So she can't speak. Her hands are tied behind her back. Oni Baba. Boobs are also out. Oh, shit. Extremely withered. Uh. Extremely withered body. And she's grinding a giant knife on a grindstone, getting ready to harvest whatever's inside It's like a Umezu drawing. Or this like a thing. Kago drawing. I love that this was banned by the Japanese government, yeah. you know, whenever it was made, hundreds of years ago. All right, we can go to the close-up if you want to see some details here. Uh... There's Oni Baba sharpening the knife. You can see the knife being sharpened right here. I like you, that you stapled this together. Yeah, cuz it was so big and <laughs> you can see she's very uh old and wrinkly and then there's the pregnant woman suspended upside down by the ropes. All right. You got all that in a cave. That's kind of impressive. Well, this drawing actually, if you look closely, it looks oh, more like, like it yeah. looks more like a dilapidated house. Mm. So I think that this is like the artist took some liberties oh, yeah. to, to make it scarier based mm. on true events. Um that's the onibaba. That was wild. Yeah. Isn't that a fascinating story? It took me that's, on a trip there. That's some scary <laughs> shit right there. That's that's, that's the, some like Michael Myers, Jason Voorhees stuff. Yeah. Onibaba. <laughs> That's just the, you know, that's how she became Baba. That's before she became demonic. We're not even talking that about was the, the origin yeah, story. Yeah, we're not even talking about the mountain of bones. Like we we found out that the guy who killed her and how she became Onibaba, but in between those two stories are potentially thousands of horror stories of people being killed by the Baba and eaten.
0: Now I don't feel bad for that dude summoning like ethereal a bone arrow to a sniper.
1: Oh, hell no. <laughs> like, Dude's
0: d- doing the Lord's work. Yeah. Um, I have one that's kind of silly if you want to kind of yeah yeah j- let's do it <laughs> jump the vibe train so this one uh I'm just gonna give you a warning you might have to look out for the for the future okay uh since you're a cat owner here uh oh so this is uh this is a uh, yokai called uh, nekomata Uh-oh. Uh, which trans uh, translates to forked cat and the legend goes that older cats, domesticated cats at a certain age transform in, uh they transform into yokai. Their tails will split in half, okay? And uh into two like uh, like it's it just like mirrored it forks. tails. Yeah, yeah, it forks. Um and then they, they gain the power of speech <laughs> and an, and and intelligence and nice. they develop deep content for humans oh no um so yeah the yeah the smartest oldest domesticated cats will occasionally have their tails magically split and transform them into the nekomata um these monster cats are most likely seen walking on their hind legs and speaking human language um but yeah like i said they look upon humans with contempt um and then they're able to summon fireballs and uh kill many people by throwing these fireballs wow. um they can control corpses you know this had to have happened at some point yeah exactly uh they can control corpses uh and then uh with their <laughs> they gained the power of necromancy as well what um and they, they'll also use the power of blackmail to blackmail their their previous owners wow so you better watch out uh the, the ones that are the most powerful will uh, end up kind of living deep in the mountains where they, they prowl in the, uh, they'll, they'll kind of transform more into like, uh, like a lion or, or cougar type deal hmm. um, and they grow really long. I have a photo of one here or a drawing of one and okay. I, I want this fucking tattooed on me. It's so sick. Isn't, Whoa. That, isn't that sick. Yeah. Wow. So these things are like looks devious. Yeah. So if you have a cat for too long, it'll become this evil fucker and and murder your ass. Start wearing clothes. Bla- yeah. I'll blackmail you. Be like, yo, I I know your social security number. That was a really cool. I mean, I w- I would rock that tattoo. Yeah. Right. Definitely. Like imagine. Um, That's awesome. I can imagine like a like a like a back piece or something
1: with that just on it. Yeah. Anywhere. Just incorporate that into my sleeve. That's cool. Yeah. Right. It's a little uh palate cleanser, I guess. All right. Um, I only have one more, and I think it's the same one you have. Uh this is a goofy one. It's called the uh Ashiari Yashiki. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: it's the giant foot monster. Dude. Okay, I had to talk about the giant foot because this is the weirdest yokai, in my oh, opinion. Dude, for in real. my opinion, they don't get weirder than this. Long ago. Long ago, there was a high-ranking samurai named Aji no Kiyonosuke. This supposedly is a true story, by the way. This next story is said to have really happened in the Edo period. The giant foot-washing monster appeared only once in Japanese history and was so famous, it went on to become known as one of the seven wonders of Honjo. Whatever that is, I am afraid to ask what the other six might yeah, be. Yeah, what, what the hell? Um, this happened in what is known as uh, present-day Sumita Ward in Tokyo. There was a high-ranking samurai named Ajino Kiyonosuke. One night in his manor, a loud, booming voice was heard. It echoed like thunder. Wash my foot! Just then there was a splintering and a cracking and a crashing as the ceiling tore open and an enormous foot descended into the mansion. Monty Python style. The foot was covered in thick, bristly hair and it was filthy. The terrified servants scrambled to gather buckets of water and rags and they washed the foot until it was thoroughly clean and afterwards the giant foot sh- whoop, ascended back up through the roof and disappeared
0: uh in the i heard a similar story a little it was just slightly different it was like the 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 main lady of the house was had a guest over when this happened and apparently when the foot came down the 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 woman of the house like didn't bad an she was
1: just like mm, yep and yeah. they cleaned the foot <laughs> probably because it happened multiple times <laughs> yeah. it says that the very next night and every night thereafter, the same thing would happen. <laughs> a booming voice would demand that the foot be washed. A giant foot would crash through the roof of the mansion and the dutiful servants would wash it clean. And the woman of the house wouldn't even bat an eye. Like, yeah, yeah this happens man, every man. night. I'm sick of it. Um. After a while, Aji no, no could not take it anymore. And he ordered his servants not to to wash the foot anymore. No. That night, the foot crashed through the ceiling, demanded to be washed as usual, but when it was ignored, the foot became enraged and started to violently thrash around, stomping, stepping, and, you know, smudging everything. Vast swaths of the mansion's roof was stepped on and destroyed. But that's not the end of the story. By the way, we got a picture here. Oh yeah, that's some Monty Python shit. Look at that filthy foot. You got. Uh, I, like,
0: I like your drawing. Has like samurai swords in it. Like it. Like
1: yeah. Like it walked through a battlefield. Yeah. People <laughs> shooting it with arrows. I'm surprised this, there
0: hasn't been like an Elden Ring boss that's just this giant foot. Yeah, it's just a giant.
1: I mean, they got giant <laughs> fingers. Yeah, everything. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. It looks like it has like a broom stuck in the front of it. And the <laughs> toenails are black and gross <laughs> and. Look at that ankle. What happened there? It's like a know. sack ankle. Oh, uh, and the servant is like, whoa. <laughs> okay, so they stopped washing the foot and the foot almost destroyed the mansion. Kinosuke complained to his friends about the nightly visitor and the destruction it was causing and they were very interested. Now, keep in mind, this is supposedly a true story. One of them wanted to witness the event so badly he offered to swap mansions with Kiyonosuke, and the samurai quickly agreed. However, after his friend moved in, the giant foot never appeared again. Never appeared again. Got him. Uh, In the research that I went on, they, they went on to specify, there is no definite conclusion as to what caused the strange occurrence but it has often been blamed on a mischievous tanuki. This, See? Yeah. This foot could have just been a tanuki playing Dude. a prank on humans, and it's not actually a ghost foot. It's just, you know, a tanuki in costume. Um, now, I guess in Japanese culture, the term washing your feet is like an idiom for, like, rehabilitating a yeah, criminal. Yeah, yeah. And so some people think that the samurai, Aji Nokia Nosuke, may have been doing something illegal. And the foot was sort of like uh, the universe trying to punish him, right? That he was doing some illegal things in his house that nobody was aware of. Maybe only a Tanuki was aware of it. So to punish him, they were like, you know, you're bad. You need to wash feet here. Wash, (laughs) wash this foot, mother effer. And the biggest, grossest foot in the world came through and smashed the house. That is the giant dirty foot ghost of Japan. Uh, Hello. The uh, Ashiari yashiki and that's that's the last one that i have for today i have one more
0: i'll, I'll kind of go through this fast if that's okay okay yeah i just i really like this little fucker and i kind of wanted to just talk about him uh this one's called the uh hitotsume kozo uh which stands for one-eyed priest boy oh god where's this one eye i'm afraid to yeah, ask dude you don't want to know <laughs> um no <laughs> he's a he, he appears like childlike and he's mischievous uh yeah he's a one-eyed goblin uh, that's well-known parts of Japan. He, he, he has a shaved head and he wears robes like a tiny Buddhist monk. Hmm. Um, and they also ha- like in other yokais have a long red tongue and a single giant eye. I have a photo of him.
1: Everything has a long red tongue and a single giant eye.
0: This is more of an artist, like a, a, a modern artist rendering. Okay. Look at that guy. I love him. Oh, I want, like, fan art of well. Little SM. Cyclops Boy. Yeah. With and a little tuft of hair up and front. And I, I have, like, a more older version.
1: Oh, the tuft of hair is still there. Yeah, little, right? Little Cyclops Boy. That thing's ugly, dude. <laughs> that thing's <laughs> I, I ugly. I like him. You know, that's just uh, a person who was born, unfortunately, <laughs> with, like... Some disabilities and they're like, oh, what the fuck? And they made up this whole story for just this yeah. unfortunate bastard. You might be honest something, because the reason people are afraid of him
0: is because uh he he's harmless except for he loves to scare people, but unlike uh the butthole guy, he just will appear just in front of you at random. Like he'll just boom, he's there and scream and run and disappear. Hmm. So his whole thing is just to terrify the fuck out of you. That's what I used to do as a kid, just pop out and scare people. <laughs> But I also found more stuff about him that was really strange. Uh, He almost had like this Yokai Santa Claus kind of mentality. Wow. So um, on every 8th of December, uh, this guy will uh, travel to all all around the world and keep a ledger of all the families. Okay. And see if they were good or bad that year. Okay. And then he'll use his information um, and give it to the god of... Pestilence and bad luck, and if you were bad that year, if your family was bad, he'll 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 give your info to the, that God, and you'll have a you'll have bad luck the entire year. So not only does he scare the shit out of you, huh. he might also give you bad luck for your your, your the rest <clears throat> of your year.
1: So that reminds me, um, back in December, we did a whole episode about the lore of the original Santa Claus, yeah. and you remember that Santa Claus actually started as a demon hunter. Mm-hmm. And there were these things, um, called like the, the wild rides, the demon rides. Yeah. Basically in the winter. Yeah. Like evil spirits would wash over the land. Sounds like this is the same thing. For real. Happens at the same time of the year. He brings pestilence, which is like the same thing as like the demon hunt, um, that Santa was like warding off. I don't know. Yeah, this kind of is right? like like Japanese Santa. And, and let, me add, hold on, let me the demon that. hunter version. Go back and watch our Santa episode, by the way, if you want to hear the demon hunting origins of Santa Claus. And here, just to add
0: uh, a weird note to end on. Uh, Japan, they like for a while they did like. There's no, there were no Christians there, so they didn't celebrate Christmas. Right. But uh, since it became so, it's such a big holiday in America, it kind of made its way over to Japan, and they don't have a Santa figure. So uh, the the people at the corporation of uh Kentucky Fried Chicken decided to hey fuck it let's try to make a kfc christmas uh themed in japan and so now the kernel is, is like santa claus is santa claus in japan uh you can't go into a kfc in japan around christmas because they're just it's just lines are out the door uh and to them yeah the kernel is like their their christmas kind of i have santa heard that perception that in
1: japan everybody gets kfc yeah. for christmas yeah they love it wow uh, it KFC. was just because
0: Yeah, the marketing geniuses, (laughs) the
1: company realized there was no Christmas in Japan.
0: That's amazing. Anyway, sorry.
1: (laughs) Well, on that note, we're going to end today's episode. If you like this episode, be sure you hit subscribe and notification on YouTube. Send this episode to a friend of yours if you think they'd enjoy it, because we are always trying to expand our Mega Stranger fan base. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Mega Strange Podcast for new information and updates weekly. I'm Derek. That is Johnny. Hello. If you like this episode, leave a comment down below. Tell us what was your favorite yokai from today, or if we do another yokai episode, who do you want us to cover? We'd love to take yeah. suggestions. We'll be back again with more strangeness next time. So until then, stay strange, everybody. Bye bye. Good night.